0: What's up, water Hockey fans? You've heard us talk about DraftKings every week, and DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, and now Payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. All you got to do is draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users all across sports. DraftKings is the leader in fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on all the action. How do you do it? I'll tell you. Now that you know how to play, just set your lineup every night, download the DraftKings app, and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN. You'll hear it one more time. To get a free entry with your first deposit, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com for details, and as always, enjoy the show.
1: Struggling on the sound, Jason. Welcome back to another delicious episode of Wada Hockey brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network, proudly supported by DraftKings. Singing if you know it, make sure to head over to the DraftKings app today and use promo code THPN to get right in on all of the action Uh, and a little new spiel for you. Please make sure to leave us a review on all podcast platforms uh, if they allow you to do so. Uh, Share the goodness that is Wada Hockey with all your friends, all your family. Uh, via whatever social media platform is your go-to platform. We've got a packed show for you today, so we're going to dive right in. We're going to get you guys going. Uh, first, let's catch up a little bit. Jason, Patrick,
2: how are you now? Dude, pretty good. Uh, went Just literally got back from the Jurassic Park uh, world experience or whatever it is up in the colony. Ooh, how was that? Oh, it nice, nice. was pretty baller, man. That was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I know, obviously, dinosaurs, not real in this day and age, but just saying they look kind of real kind of real they're real to me damn I, it yeah they they really are so no it was pretty cool though did did max have fun time yeah until like i don't want to ruin the experience for you if you plan on going but there's a spot at the end where they try to i don't know get they try you. to yeah they try to get you right yeah that part got him but you know too man what the hell But uh, <laughs> other than that no then we end up going to shields afterwards oh the
1: the sports store
2: dude that place is have you
1: have you been no cuz I, I I know that I'm going to spend my entire paycheck
2: if I go. I managed to only spend 4 dollars there. So, wow. 432. Was that to get, that to get in? No, it was uh, <laughs> I, no, I No, I knew I didn't want to spend a shit ton of money there so I, I knew I needed some new laces for my skates. So I picked up some new laces. Oh, nice. Yellow? Uh no, actually orange.
1: They didn't oh, have any no, no.
2: yellow, black or white and wax laces. They only had Interesting. non-wax laces for those. I'm like, that's stupid. Uh, so I ended up getting orange. You know, for pylons. Hey, nice. Shields, largest sports store in the world. Get it together. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Wax to, non-la- wax, wax to non-wax laces. Come on. Unbelievable.
1: Uh, Patrick, how was your weekend?
3: It was good, man. Tried out uh, a Korean barbecue place up in Carrollton. Gin Barbecue. And, uh, dude, it's it's wild. It was an hour wait, and the place was packed wall-to-wall the entire time we were there.
1: Oh yeah, it's like the genuine experience of being in Korea.
3: Yeah, I say that as if I've gone to really Korea. Good. I've
1: never left the country. <laughs> I see a lot of
3: movies. It was it was really good though, and and we hit up a bar beforehand while we were waiting that had some of the best takoyaki I've ever had, which is like fried octopus. It's Japanese oh, street food. Nice. Would recommend. Uh, the bartender gave us a free green tea shot on him, oh. which was really cool. I and mean it's no Jägermeister,
1: uh, but I guess it'll do.
3: Hey, if it's free, I'm I'm not one to complain.
2: If it's free, it's for me. Can we uh do a quick circle back?
1: Oh think Uh-oh. you've
2: never been out of the country before?
1: No, I've been <laughs> off the continental US. Uh for my birthday this year I went to Puerto Rico with some coworkers, which is phenomenal. Uh huge shout out to them for uh you know spur of the moment trip. Uh but no, not yet. I want to go to Tokyo though. I feel like I'd be real big there, literally, because I'd be taller than everybody. Yeah. Uh, you would be. Let's make this happen. Can we make this happen? Yeah, yeah. Let's start a Patreon. (laughs)
4: Yeah. (laughs) Send fink out of the country.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I'll spread the word of water Hockey throughout the entire world. There we go. Um, Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's something that I definitely want to do. Uh, Something that you should all do is definitely go to Texas Hockey Apparel uh, right away. We officially have the naming rights to the gray and black hoodie that Patrick loves oh so much. It is considered the hug now. Um, because it feels like you're being hugged. That since the moment you put it on until you take it off, then you just feel sadness. So head over to texashockeyapparel.com. Uh, they've got some new slides in there. I don't know how many pairs they have left and what sizes, uh, but they have some awesome slides with the Texas Hockey uh, Apparel logo on it. And it looks like Jason's really excited about it.
2: Jason, no, those those look pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, uh, they look super comfy. I'm gonna have to may have to hit Garrett up for a pair. Uh, And then I'm going to do a dual plug segue
1: here because that's just kind of how I'm feeling right now. You know what else Texas hockey peril has? They have polos and you know where you can wear polos. You can wear them on the golf course, but right now it's too stinking hot on the golf course. And today and yesterday it's been raining. So not only is it hot, it's humid, but Patrick, I believe you can tell us a little bit more about how you can get around that and still gets the strokes in with your, uh, was it smash factor.
3: Yeah, man, I'm playing this weekend Got to wake up at like six o'clock to make a seven o'clock tea time. And it's really inconvenient. But if you want to wait until the sun goes down, you can give the range a call and they'll come to you. I played last weekend, had to sort of jankily measure out my drive distance on a couple holes, not to brag, but hit 350 on a par five.
1: Watch out, Pat. What's out, Bryson?
3: But if you want accurate readings using TrackMan technology you can hit up the range, play a bunch of nice courses, you can see your swing speed, ball speed, smash factor, smash factor. dispersion, curve, all of the fancy stuff the pros have access to. Give them a shout uh, at therangegolf.com for availability, check out the rates, see what courses they got, how it works, and you can follow them at therange_golf on Instagram. Check them out, they got t box Tuesdays. Uh, i missed todays i haven't really been on instagram but i'm sure it was uh, a really nice virtual flyover of whatever feature courses this week so go check them out uh, again that's at the range underscore golf on instagram and the range they'll bring the range to you
1: They'll bring the range to you. They've got some sick merch as well. Uh, Real quick, real quick maintenance updates. The Allen Americans have some cool news uh, that they broke this past week. Uh, Their arena is now going to officially be known as the credit union of Texas arena, the Cuda, I guess, or the CUDA. I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, (laughs) it's the credit union of Texas arena and something that, might pertain to us here pretty soon, not going to drop any subtle hints or anything, is they're installing a new sound system and five new video boards. Uh, you might see some fami- yeah. see some familiar faces and hear some familiar voices uh, in the upcoming season. If that doesn't give away anything, I don't know what will. And stay tuned for next week's episode uh, because obviously there is a lot going on in the Dallas Stars uh, news uh, junket, I guess you could say. Uh, but... Right now, we've got a huge yes coming up that we really wanted to kind of give the time to. Uh, so like I said, we'll have news on Miro Heisken and monster deal, um, who the Kraken are going to take in tomorrow. Obviously, we record on Tuesday's release on Thursday, so you'll hear this the day after. Uh, expansion draft and a whole lot more because I feel like that expansion draft is the first domino and a lot of dominoes to fall, not just for the stars, but for everyone around the
3: league. It's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely.
3: Jason, I love, I I just want everyone to
1: know. I love when Jason gets excited to say something because obviously you can't hear this or you can't see this. You can hear it, but he gets so geeked up and he gets close to the mic. And I know he wants to say something. So Jason kick, kick it a nickel as they would say in the rap game.
2: (laughs) No, I just, I'm very excited about what the Kraken are going to do here. Uh, Obviously there's lots of speculation between um, who the Kraken are going to take from Dallas, whether it's going to be Bishop uh, who, who just got brought up again uh, recently was in talks oh jesus christ i can't remember the name now it's well jamie has is an unrestricted free big rig Asian. yeah that's what it was mm-hmm. yeah, yeah he's so he's a possibility so yeah man it's it's being fun it's getting fun it, in the talks of uh miro for uh uh for jones over in columbus you clinger, mean clinger uh, clinger clinger oh it was clinger for jo- yeah clinger. yeah that's what oh, you're gonna that's get what chast- i said you're gonna get chastised so
1: hard <laughs> for that one uh whatever man bring it on <laughs> yeah this is water hockey not your show Exactly. Uh, Well, yeah, stay tuned for next week's episode. Uh, Comes out on, obviously, Thursday of next week. There will be a ton of updates for you. We'll probably have some Americans updates as well, um, as I have seen that they have actually made some player signings that they just have not announced yet. Um, Spencer Ostchuck, the captain, is back again for his record ninth season uh, in the ECHL with the Allen Americans, so definitely stay tuned for that. Um, Up next is a name you may not be immediately familiar with, but when we tell you that you know his work we mean it It, he's the man behind the camera and the mastermind that created we're not going home the documentary capturing the dallas stars playoff run inside the bubble last year in 2020 Uh, he was the single media person allowed to travel with the team Uh, he's been a part of the stars organization for six years up until this last season and most recently took part in the mental miles journey along with stephen johns Uh, which we will definitely be diving into. He also had a hand in working alongside Razor and Mike Heike on the Rinky Dinking podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Totes. Welcome to Wada Hockey.
4: What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. This is cool.
1: Absolutely. We're super excited to hear from you. Obviously, uh, you've been on the road for a long time uh, and are back in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, if only for a little while. How did you get into this industry? Is this something that you always wanted, or is this something that you developed over time? And have you always wanted to end up in the sports arena when it comes to what you do?
4: Yeah, it's definitely something that was always a passion of mine. Um, going back to high school, having a YouTube channel, buying a camera, um, just kind of doing all this sort of dumb, comedic, sketch type video stuff that just teaches you the most basic shooting and editing. Um, and loving that, and then I got plugged in at Texas A and M with the 12th Man Productions department, which is kind of the creative branch of the athletic department. And so that was something that really put those skills, which were pretty much non-existent at the start, into the sports arena, um, doing different broadcast stuff, feature productions, stuff like that. Uh, but it was a while before I ever thought it could be a full-time thing. It was just something I loved doing, and even if I wasn't in it full-time. Is the type of thing that would be a hobby, so I feel really fortunate to have then gotten that job with the Stars immediately after graduation in 2015, and be able to do that for the last six years and kind of develop those skills. Um, but it's definitely something I've always been passionate about, and fortunately, still am.
2: Right on. Kind of have a quick follow up there. I see, you got a couple guitars back there. Um, so, was it kind of? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you're really into media and everything, creating content creation, and everything was it more of like a musical like you started off in music and then wanted to like kind of add to it or kind of vice versa
4: no this is funny and actually probably going a little bit deeper than you intended with that question but something i always tell people is like with cameras i started at the entry level by first buying like the cheapest one i could afford in high school working with that and like as I moved up within it, I was able to get better gear. Um, but with guitars, it's something like I kind of jumped in at the top floor and bought a really nice Stratocaster that I have no business using.
2: Because um, that's what I was going to ask. So it looks like a Strat, and I was going to ask. I have a,
4: a Strat and then that St. Vincent Signature Ernie Ball and just alternate between those two and then an acoustic. But I have no biz- – I'm, I'm way ahead of my skill level in gear there. That's purely – yeah, purely a hobby. Fair. Wait, enough, there's man. nothing wrong with that. Me Literally, too. this is
1: there's this is a really special episode, I think, for for us and for everyone that's listening because obviously we've had a lot of fantastic personalities within the sport of hockey, but you kind of branch a little bit outside of that because obviously this is something that we're pursuing on the media side of things. So it's it's kind of cool to have you on and kind of, you know, pick your brain a little bit, but also ask questions in between. So that being said, I do want to kind of dive in a little bit to uh, the hockey world just for a moment. We can kind of, you know, dip our toes in and out. But what was it like getting told and experiencing the bubble? Basically getting told like, hey, this Dallas Star is going to be going to Canada. We're going to put you guys inside a bubble. And they've allowed you to be the only person that will travel with them on the media side of things. And and what was that like basically being a part of the team for almost three months?
4: Yeah, that was by far the craziest experience anyone in my role could have. Um, I was really tuned into kind of the back and forth as the league started to refine the travel parties, because initially what the league said was every team can take 50 people. And instantly I was doing the math, looking at players, GM group, everything like is. And initially it was like, there's not even a chance, uh, but I was in communication with the team. And like, if there is a chance, I want to be that person. And it's funny. Cause they kind of asked like very tentatively, would you be willing to do this? And it's like, no doubt please Uh, i can't imagine a cooler opportunity so then it kind of shook down that the league decided every team could send basically one content person or someone in my position or a secondary pr person um so once it was expanded to 51 and i knew i was gonna be the 51st i can't tell you how excited i was because it also came at a time where nothing's been going on for months right so like I've just been sitting in my apartment. So, of course, I'm like, it wasn't like I was living life and had to pause for this. It's like everything was paused. So, of course, I'll do this. So, yeah, that was fantastic opportunity. And, and you were basically given all access to everything. Like when I say that
1: you were essentially a part of the team, like you basically were were part of the team for that time. And so how was that? Did that obviously help? build those relationships and build that trust as the camera guy, because you know, everyone has seen your work and they always hear, you always hear the guys saying totes and totesy and like, they know who you are, but how was it having that experience and getting the chance to be so much closer than pretty much any other media person would have been?
4: Yeah, exactly, because that's something I've been pushing for in the years leading up to it with the Stars is kind of breaking down these barriers between fans and the team and showing some of this exclusive content. Uh, but but at the end of the day, in a regular season, there still is separation between kind of the accessory staff and then the team side of things. But there in the bubble, there was none. And uh, so that's like the thing where, I mean, I'm like there was no option for separation in terms of every meal. I was in every meeting, like pregame, night before games, like – And so, just like I said, the precedent from day one when we got there, the camera was always there. I was always rolling, and so kind of bought that trust early. And then there was no option to not be there. So, I mean, by the end of that 66 days, I had sat at a table and eaten a meal with every guy on the team, and like a lot of guys, I hadn't even had a conversation, or several guys, maybe I hadn't even had a conversation with. Going into that, by the end, we had at least had a meal together. So that was the bubble experience for what I was trying to do was so invaluable.
1: Yeah. And I I will say before Jason uh, takes this next one is if you have not seen it, it's on YouTube, it's called, we're not going home. And it literally follows the team from the moment they get told about the bubble to the moment it's over. And then there's an obvious, very, very famous scene. Most people that listen to this know, uh, but it's with Jamie Ben sitting in the locker room by himself after the final game of the playoffs, when they were eliminated by the Tampa Bay lightning. Yuck. And, it was just it, it is. seeing how much emotion goes into it. I think you captured it absolutely perfectly. Um, and that's honestly why we have started doing this as a podcast, because we're trying to peel back those layers, because unfortunately I feel like out of the four major leagues, the NHL is severely lacking in promoting and marketing its players and making them like, them. Uh, so shout out to Paul Walker, rest in peace, my guy.
4: That's <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone see F9? I saw it a few days Not ago. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, no. Nope. What a film. But,
1: but we're all family <laughs> and that's what matters because <laughs> when you're family, nothing else matters.
4: <laughs> nothing stronger than family. That's right. <laughs> that's why they love
2: the Olive Garden because when you're there, you're family. So it's a quick question, man. So Please. did you have that vision like kind of going into the bubble, like what you wanted to do or did you, did it just come to you in the bubble?
4: Yeah, no, it was, it was always the vision and, I don't know. Like you guys remember how rough the bubble started with the round robin oh, and first two Calgary yeah, games. Yeah. Oh yeah. And at some point in that, uh, goalie coach Jeff Reese asked me. He's like, hey, "What are you filming for?" Because obviously at that point you're not seeing my stuff on Twitter. You're not seeing these clips. Like, but I'm always there with the camera. And he's like, "What are, What are you shooting for?" And I said hey, when we win the Stanley Cup this year, we're going to do a last dance style. like, And that's what helped actually is like the last dance had just come out over the previous months. Whole team oh, had watched yeah. that. So I I used nice. that as a point of reference. I was like, look, like you're in the room, locker room. You're on the training table, all this. I'm here with the camera. That's how they do the last dance. But I remember saying that to Jeff Reese, like when we win the Cup, we're doing the last dance style documentary. And he laughed and said, we're going to have to pick it up big time if we want to get there because it was like <laughs> the team was – 0 in, or 0 3 and 1 in round robin and just lost yeah. game one to Calgary or something like it was I was figuring this footage wouldn't see the light of day so <laughs> it ended up it, the story paid off I mean obviously not the ending but it it worked out sounds yeah, like
2: you I, were the motivation I, there
4: they won it I, I that. think so
2: they won
3: I wasn't that. gonna say it
1: but <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's true write it down it's it's on set it's recorded now so you can't go back on your word. <laughs>
3: So you, you said you were rolling for this is just as an aside. Yeah. Uh, you said you were rolling for sixty six straight days. How many hard drives? How, how much? What was the total file size? Would you estimate? Are we talking like multiple terabytes of data?
4: No, it's, it was just over a terabyte. Um, well, actually, no, that's wrong. After I had two hard drives, one of all my footage, which was like one point two terabytes, and I, I shot in HD, not four K, which would have put it way over yeah um it was like 1.2 terabytes and then i had another drive with every full game from the bubble recorded like a clean program record and then full radio calls so i think i remember sitting down with like three and a half terabytes total and knowing that that was going to be condensed to one hour so it was like no no shortage of footage
3: that's so much to sift through
4: It's crazy because when you watch it, you see all these meeting moments and you see Bones talking to the team and I take a 10 second soundbite and that corresponds to a 20 minute film session that I was filming the whole thing of. So it was Mm -hmm. really, truly Mm -hmm. like the, the, one of the things I'm most proud of about it is the sheer volume of materials that got condensed for it.
3: Yeah, that's (laughs) a lot left on the cutting room floor for sure. And I'm sure you had some gold material that, that didn't end up in the final production.
4: Mm hmm.
1: Also real quick, big shout out to YouTube for letting it be unedited
3: or whoever's
1: decision that was, because that made it so much more genuine.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Big shout out to Dallas stars marketing group and all that for accepting that. Yeah. That's really makes it much more immersive.
3: One more follow up on the bubble. You know, we heard from all the players how difficult it was for them, the mental slog, the same thing day in and day out, just essentially doing nothing but playing hockey what was the most difficult part of that experience for you? Was it, you know, the the brain swab every day? I assume you got tested every day just like them. Family and friends, you know, what would you say?
4: One thing that's kind of become a joke between me and some of the players and the staff, and it's 100% true, I love the bubble. Like, I could have done it for months. <laughs> like, I was – it was the best work environment. It was – I mean, like – I, I live in like a studio apartment here in Dallas. Um, I, I wasn't in a relationship or anything. It was like, it felt like going to summer camp. And it was, I had a blast. And so, and no one else saw it that way. Everyone else hated it. And it <laughs> right. felt like a five-star prison. But I could have kept it going because unlimited unlimited coffee and donuts, room service. <laughs> I mean, plenty of beers. Like you're you're going to a playoff game every other day and on the days between that, you're playing Xbox and ping pong with pro athletes. Like, I was in heaven.
2: Not a bad, <laughs> not, yeah, not a a bad deal when you They play give you free way. Timmy's up there?
4: Yeah, free Tim's. All, yeah. Like, unlimited. And that was daily <laughs> for me. Like, come on. It was great. Okay, how was the food, though?
1: Because I know a lot of the players, like, they said, like, the, the monotony of the same food was over and over. How was it for you? What was your experience with that?
4: <laughs> well, it also became a joke that I was, like, a bit of a mooch um, because there <laughs> <What> would be <laughs> – it's like a, cornbread. any free, <laughs> any free stuff I was on. And like the, you know, the breakfast buffet from seven to noon. So I'm hitting that at seven thirty and 11 30 for Brilliant. two meals and like
1: a veteran move. Yeah.
4: It was and like, that I don't care if you move. label that as saving, saving your money, but, um, it's, uh, the food got repetitive, but not unbearable, at least for me.
1: Nice. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm the I'm the single one out of the three. No, no kids, no family, uh, no. You could have done AS. it. Yeah, I could have been there. Yeah, I mean the the camera would have been a little shaky. Um, yeah, I probably would have left the mic. It, yeah, I probably <laughs> would have left the left the mic on going to the bathroom. Uh, Kelly better not listen to this episode. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Kelly tell, would have. One. Can we edit that one out? Is you? it too late? Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> oh, late. yeah. Well, okay. I uh, I obviously. This is all kind of a dream job for us because none of us are unfortunately athletes. Uh, last time I checked, um, even though God bless, we want to yourself. be. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, man, I Ooh. scored a goal last night and dropped it. Okay, so. okay. 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 Right. I was supposed to be there. It was just too late for me. So, yeah. I, and I'm going to steal this one from Patrick, and and, and I'm sorry, Patrick, but um, what has been your 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 most memorable? Okay, actually, I'll, I'll I'll hand it to Patrick. Patrick, I want you to have this because you wrote it, and I, I can't be a mooch like totes in the bubble
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. i still wear the free shirts we got and stuff like that like okay i'm pretty a sure the sh- man
1: you got two to. out of the two
3: out of the three of the guys on the show are wearing free shirts right now so we're with you yeah. on that huge I'm, I'm into it i no shame mine's pretty simple favorite memory i guess we can probably exclude the bubble because i feel like just giving your answers that may answer this question but favorite memory doing videography for the stars
4: Uh, that's really, that's tough. It's, it's actually not the big moments. Like it's not the Guryanov goal to send them to the Stanley cup. It's like, those aren't really the ones you think. Um, they, there's like certain moments where you, I've kind of gotten to step back and just like, look at the situation and be like, my job's crazy. Like (laughs) I I got sent to Finland in summer 2019. And, you know, I was sitting, (laughs) I spent the day with Miro and I sat on his couch for two hours while he had door alarms installed in his house. And it was like, I am (laughs) in Finland, like what, this is crazy. Or like going up to Canada and shooting that back home video with Tyler and hanging out at his cottage all day, like, um, that. And then it's a bubble memory and it's a weird one, but being handed a shirt and cap when they won the Western conference, like, I guess growing up a sports fan and seeing like locker room shirts and caps, like it's not something I even thought of ahead of time, but then someone was like, what size and gave me an XL shirt and a hat that said Western Conference champions. I was like, whoa, this is like, I have no business being here. This is amazing.
2: It seems like a pretty surreal moment. Like it was know, it, it, it was so a- real. Like, I mean, yeah, because even
4: like even when Dennis scores that goal and then I was out on the ice, I got to like only like two photographers went out there and I was shooting the guys and then everyone's partying in the room and all of it. I was so focused on getting shots and then getting the shirt and hat was like the first like this is big moment. It was crazy. It's something I won't forget.
3: And that's something that you you really only ever see on TV. And, you know, you don't ever think that that's something that's going to happen why would you be in that
4: yeah exactly and i i don't think if it was i think it was not in the bubble definitely i wouldn't be in that so it's like that's again how much a part of the team i was lucky enough to be for that those two months
3: yeah that's that's incredible
1: now i'm curious too uh, obviously you know those are all like insanely memorable times what's and this is not to kind of bring down the 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 mood of the show but what's been the toughest thing to film what's been where you're like if i'm watching that if i'm watching this back i'm like i don't want to go edit that because that was
4: really really tough to watch i mean obviously we talked about it earlier the shot of jamie after that loss in game six was like i had that gopro running in the locker room mm-hmm. i grabbed it once everyone was out like an hour later and so it has like an hour long clip on it and i didn't i didn't touch that for like over a week um because i knew I, I actually I didn't want to see it honestly yeah uh, and it was exactly what i expected and then that same night shooting those press conferences, um, especially Jamie's, and being in that room was just like so heartbreaking. But yeah. at the same time, like a tiny bit of my mind's like documentary, this is going to be – this is going to be this sick. This is a
3: sick <laughs> it's, it's shot. powerful moment. Yeah, yeah it, it, it is. Yeah, it's, is. Some,
4: it's genuine emotion. And so it's tough and it, it does suck to edit, but you also – I mean, you, you have to experience that for sports. Right. For sure. Yeah. He went full,
1: full sad Keanu there on the, uh, on the bench for quite a while. Um, but uh, Jason you hit hit me with something, hit me with something yeah. philosophical.
2: So were you, was it always, were you always like a stars person or did you just kind of fall into the lap of it?
4: Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a stars person, hockey person at all, honestly going into the job. And it's something like I made very clear in my stars interview because uh, I thought it would disqualify me from even being considered. I was like, guys, I got to, be upfront. I don't know anything about hockey. I am really just passionate about videos. I've been able to translate that to like football and basketball, baseball. Um, and obviously I want to work in hockey, but I didn't have the knowledge going into it at all. <laughs> just so walk
1: I, in like, uh, so what do you guys do here?
4: Yeah. Uh, I was trying. To- <laughs> I <don't- laughs> who are you? <laughs> yeah. I tried to spin it positively and was like, you know, I won't be starstruck working with players or anything. Cause I literally don't know any of them. Yeah.
2: But- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did that kind of help? Like, uh, I mean, over the time, like, you try to build those relationships. And so, I mean, you're basically starting from the ground. Like, you're not a fan going into it. So you're basically having to re- really relate to them.
4: Exactly. And I've been trying to think about how different it would be if maybe I started in the NBA or something. Because I am such – I've been a lifelong NBA fan. Um, and this was, yeah, much more just walking in and meeting other 23-year-olds and, like, relating to them on that. And, and it helps it – I mean, you guys know hockey players are, like – and everyone I know who's worked in – Every sport says it. Hockey players are the chillest, nicest, easiest to work with, and I've found that to be the case for sure.
1: Yeah, prime example with Miro Heiskanen's answer always being "Oh, pretty good." Uh, it's just it's it's got <laughs> you can't get much out of him. Love him. Outside of outside of the stars, you said you uh, came from a And M. Giggum. Whoop. whoop. You were right in the thick of the Johnny Manziel era. Yep, same what, same class. Were you able to? so you were involved with that media production did you guys have any run-ins and how were the run-ins with the team because that was obviously that's the best
3: team that's come through A&M it's a and media and frenzy decades. yeah
4: that was the best because like they went to the sec my sophomore year that's when i started working for the teams and then it was just like yeah it was like the media hub of the college football landscape at that time and to be in it and to have so much attention on the university uh was cool and to get to be at those practices shooting johnny and um i mean we crossed paths a lot had a lot of the same friends and it's uh couldn't have been a better time honestly especially given how the few years before that went
1: yeah i'm sorry i had to i had to pull it from hockey there for a and for a second i got a lot of friends that are listening and playing at a uh and at their on their club level with their hockey team but obviously the the biggest thing that's been happening most recently um i'm gonna kick this over to patrick but if you guys that are listening uh the mental miles movement Uh, Obviously, if you're a Stars fan, you know the story. If you're not a Stars fan, just a quick synopsis on what happened. Uh, Stephen Jobs, uh, Stephen Jobs, uh, the Apple guy, Stephen Johns (laughs) of the Dallas Stars, uh, former defenseman, now retired, uh, more or less went through uh, some traumatic uh, head issues after multiple concussions, um, which led him on a dark path. Um, I I definitely recommend taking a look into his story and seeing a little bit more about what happened because he's really brought some humility to the sport of hockey that really, I don't know if it was there before, um, especially with the focus on on mental health. Um, That being said, he and now you, Jeff, just took a quick, uh, not so quick, journey on rollerblades uh, across the U.S. to raise uh men's, raise awareness for mental health. So I'm um, gonna kick it over to Patrick, but that's kind of what's been going on recently with the the Totes Express, so to speak.
3: <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to to kind of get your thoughts about mental miles. I know you've done a few interviews. You're on yeah. the hard line with Bob and Corby and I'm sure you've talked to multiple other people. Yeah. So I'm a little familiar with with what you're gonna say because <laughs> I'm a P1. But yeah. uh here from the horse's mouth, what was that experience like? You know, your decision to go spending a month, three weeks on the road, just you and Steven, what was that like? Yeah,
4: I mean, first off, going back to my last answer about how easy hockey players to work are to work with and how easy it is to build those relationships. Like Steven Johns is the ultimate um, guy that you meet and you can't believe he's a pro athlete because he's so cool down to earth. He's, as soon as we met, we were friends and it was like, that's someone I'd be friends with if I met in any context, he's just a good dude. and so. Um, We're able to build that relationship a bit over the years. And then obviously I was checking in with him a lot over the past couple months based on knowing that he was probably retiring and all that. Um, And then he, he came to me with this idea to ride to rollerblade across the country. And it's crazy because I finished up work with the stars in May and I'm starting my new job in August just to kind of have a summer and chill. And so it was the fact that I was able to do this trip and have the time um, was just so fortuitous and unexpected. So, yeah, I mean, after me and him talked five days later, I flew up to Pittsburgh and we set out the next day and we're on the road for 23 days. And um, obviously the big goal of it initially was this documentary. Uh, we were shooting to tell Steven's story um, kind of through the mental miles ride and going across America, but it became, bigger than we expected or even could have imagined, honestly. And so seeing the response to that, seeing people identify with it, reach out, it was was the coolest thing ever. It was the coolest three weeks. And um, seeing how much Steven got out of that was just so enriching. And I think our final product from all this will be pretty significant. Yeah, it was it was really awesome to follow along on
1: social media for for you and for John's on both accounts. Um, I do have a follow up question: Is the
4: drone okay? I know that uh, (laughs) one of the drones suffered a little setback on the road. There were there were two major crashes. Well, two and a half um, where we crashed. It still flies, which is shout out that. um, (laughs) But I, I was impressed with the strength of it. There was. Kind of had to find it in like a swamp in Ohio. It's lucky it has a built-in GPS because we were searching for a while. But the drone's still going, which is awesome. What What's That's the awesome. brand on that? A uh, DJI Mavic Air Mavic? 2S, oh, the newest yeah. Mavic Air, and it's it's a trooper. It it got so I mean, as you saw on social media, some of our best shots. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, that was so cool. What and and what can what would you say has been the biggest takeaway from from your side? Obviously, with John's, he had a he had a mission when he went on this on this journey. So, you know, what was the biggest takeaway from you personally?
4: Oh man, it was so interesting to I guess have tough conversations with someone, and I think we've said that before. But um, it's very rare that you go on a trip with a buddy and talk deep about your mental health, psychology, um, and really have tough conversations. It's not something I would have ever considered, but given Steven state and given the story he was telling, we really delve deep and you kind of see the the value of that. And you hope that the conversations move that way in the future because it is so important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I speak for all of us and for all stars fans and hockey fans and just people in general, when we say I'm, I'm so excited to see it. Um, it's, I, I'm, it's probably going to be a tough watch. Um, especially, you know, if, if anyone struggled with any mental health issues or anything along those lines, I'm sure it's going to be tough to watch. And, you know, even, even as sports fans and as people that have maybe grown up in sports and suffered injuries, like, I think it's something that's going to be able to be relatable to all people. Um, so I'm, I'm, I think I speak for everyone and I say, we're we're really excited about it. Um, uh, I do want to kind of bring it up a little bit. Um, because obviously, like you said, you've gotten really close to a lot of the guys, uh, if not all of them, on the team. Who, in your time through the system, has been the biggest jokester that you've been like? I got to keep the camera on him because he's gonna do something stupid.
4: <laughs> it's it's John Klingberg for sure. It's uh he's so he's such a goof and very camera aware and just. Never serious about anything, and I'm such a fan of his.
2: <laughs> is he the guy uh, like Jim in the office? Whenever he turns to look at the camera, he's always like,
4: "That's no, that's that's <laughs> Sagan, that's Tyler." And Tyler gives us the office reaction gifts, which I love. Like he's truly the Jim of the team. And then uh, I don't know, Klinger is just he's the funny one. Okay,
1: and then and on I didn't write this down, but on the opposite note, who's just this? And I feel like I know the answer to this. Uh, he might wear the C on his chest. But who's just the most sto- most stoic stone faced guy of all of them? Um because I feel like Jamie Ben, I know he's got some I know he's got some moments where he kind of opens up, but he just seems so like when the camera's on, he's yeah. just like, I'm the captain. And that's it. <laughs> Low energy
4: it, Jamie Ben. But that makes that makes <laughs> the unguarded moments like ten times better because you yeah. see and you see as soon as it's off air and the camera's off, you see that like it's like a switch that flips in him. It's crazy. So um, I love kind of that dual personality of Jeremy Ben.
1: Yeah, that's uh, it's, it's so funny. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, check out YouTube. Just type in Dallas Stars Outtakes, and there's a ton of them. And the best ones are always when Ben breaks because it's, it's almost like – and I feel like most of the team tries to get him to break, which makes yeah. it even better. Um, so like you said uh, just a moment ago, you did accept a new job. Um, you posted it on your social media. Uh, that you are going to be accepting or you have accepted a position with Valley Sports uh, overseeing different projects with multiple sports. And yep. I, I think you may have given the answer away a little bit with something you said earlier, but what do you think is the most exciting challenge with the new role and what sport outside of hockey? It's probably basketball. Are you most excited to kind of take a next step in your or take that next step in your career in?
4: Yeah, I'm so excited to be working on some NBA productions. I'll be starting primarily with Mavericks and Pelicans over the next couple months. Nice. And so... The goal is there's basically a, my position with the Stars over the past couple of years now with the Mavericks now with the Pelicans and helping those teams start do start doing what I've done the past couple of years with the Stars and producing that type of behind the scenes content and using it for the Valley Sports Southwest broadcasts. So that's oh, a that's really great. exciting I'm really that's yeah I'm, I'm so pumped about that cuz it's really taking what I've done the past few years and translating that and gaining that trust and being able to tell some of these stories. And hopefully becoming best friends with Luca. So we'll see. <laughs> or or if I had to pick someone. Or Zion. Become,
1: I, no, I, if I want to become best friends with someone, it's Boban. Yeah. It's, yeah <laughs> I, I like, hope they keep him around.
4: That'd be quick. That'd be Boban. easy. Mavrello.
2: Mavrello Balovic. What was is that Bobalovic? <laughs>
1: Mavrello Balovic. Yeah. Yeah. I nice Boban friend. <laughs> like, yeah. Her, Boban her all the way. Boban like just a delight to be around. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what would you say the biggest challenge is? Like you said you went into the stars role, not knowing anything about hockey. Now that you have covered hockey, what would you say might be the next
4: biggest challenge sports wise for you? The biggest challenge is not going to be being on the team side, not being on all the flights, not staying at the hotel, not having that FaceTime where you, they develop that trust. I mean, it, it took a little while with the stars to get to it, but once we did and people were seeing what I was doing and, connecting my face to some of these edits, it was like, you gain that trust and once you have it, as long as you're smart, you can keep it. But this is starting to try and do some of those things without any recognition and kind of working with PR teams and stuff like that, showing them what I did at the stars and being like, okay, you have to gain that team side trust, ultimately from the players, um, because that's the best content you get. So I am interested to see how kind of that skill set translates in not as conducive of an environment. Well, we've got two more questions written down, but I want to kick it over to
1: Patrick and Jason, uh, just in case they have any questions they want to throw at you before we wrap it up
2: here.
3: I got one. How's the uh, how's the skate leg tattoo
4: healed up? <laughs> it's uh, it's good. I've been wearing short shorts um, since. <laughs> they give you they give you so much like aftercare instructions about oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sunlight and pools and like I got in a pool like a few days later, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> It's Um, supposed
2: to like wash away at that point right that's what they always told me
4: yeah it'll fade or something but it's looks great right now like i'm i'm still pumped about it so i had like a two-hour flight the next day that i just got to sit and stare at it and like confront that decision directly so
1: like sitting next to your someone you're like hey hey look this is i just got this yesterday
3: you really got to confront what you've done with the leg tattoo especially i have one top of my knee also you got to
4: it's always an eyesight, especially until you're wearing pants. But, yeah. um, it's a good, uh, running joke. Cause I can be like, I actually need to buy a pair of rollerblades now and learn cause I don't <laughs> have any, I don't do it. Like it's so off brand, but <laughs> I love it. Jason, do you have anything, uh, for soats? Well, I was gonna say, uh, you kind of
2: talked about it right there. Like, uh, with not having rollerblades uh, did you pick up like learning how to ice skate and everything with the team or do you
4: try playing at all? None. Uh, I was asked, like, my first week with the Stars if I was comfortable skating with a camera, and I was, like, so scared that I would, if I said no, I was, like, worthless. And <laughs> I was like, no, I can't even ice skate, and I, I never did in those six years with the team. And um, so, yeah, no, it didn't pick up any, any skills in that regard. I got better at walking on ice, though, that's for sure. That's, like, I did develop the skill of walking Because it, it,
2: it is definitely a skill. And then I guess not a lot of people get to practice it, especially down in the South. You know, you don't really get to try it out very often. I no. mean, we did in February a little bit, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, and we didn't do very well with that either. Yeah, we
4: struggled severely. But okay, I wish... Did, I, yeah, did you gone. ever fall? Did you ever fall on the ice? No, but I wish, they, I, wish I could find the wide video of after Gurionov's game winner in overtime to send him to the Stanley Cup. That was like early overtime, and there hadn't been action on the... Vegas end. So it was like the freshest ice. And so I come out the Zam tunnel on the opposite side and I have to get to the team on the other side. And I was just like, it was the slickest like shuffle ever. It was <laughs> brutal. Like I, I, I w- walk. wish I could see it. I'm like sliding my feet, holding the camera, like trying to get these shots. And it was uh that was tense, but didn't fall. Thank God.
2: I was gonna say, did you did you lose any equipment like during your tenure there? Like uh pucks getting in any lenses at all?
4: Actually, no. Um very yeah. Knock on wood. Very fortunately, that's uh, no no equipment casualties.
2: All nice. right, solid. I mean, I lost the GoPro like three weeks into playing hockey. Like I was kind of pissed. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, I decided to set it up on the inside of the 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 boards and uh, poor, it was a mistake. Yeah, oh. somebody somebody caught a puck with it and just shattered Ooh. it to shit.
0: Oh, four
2: hundred bucks down the drain. Yeah. yeah. Well, Uh, I've got two
1: more questions written down, but I do have one more that I want to ask. And this is kind of a more of a, a personal question. What would you say to anyone that's maybe in in the shoes of wanting to get into media, wanting to get into video and video editing? And and what kind of advice can you give them kind of outside of the traditional realm? Obviously, going to school and getting an education is one thing. But what can you take from your personal adventures outside of that realm? Uh, and kind of give to someone that is aspiring to do what you do?
4: Yeah, especially um, given this current year, like right now in 2021, we're at a point where last year everyone cut their staffs down. And luckily right now everyone's kind of – nothing. nothing's going to get back to 2019 levels. I think that's the most inflated you'll see creative departments. And then they cut it down in 2020, and now they're going to get back to maybe half of that. So the key, in my opinion, would be versatility. And that's what's going to make you the most valuable in the creative job market. And that that means being able to do photo and video, being able to write copy for Twitter, stuff like that is what's going to make you stand out. You can be the best videographer in the world, but budgets are tight. Teams are uh, staffing less. So they're going to be looking for someone who can do more than just one thing. And that's tough. And that's like a lot of people struggle with that and they worry that that's going to create being overworked and a, a tough work environment, but that seems to be the most valuable thing right now, given the way creative staffs are structured. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, well, I
3: got sense. one more, Jeff. Just yeah, yeah. Hit it. Talking shop. What's your uh, what's your go to video software?
4: I'm um, all, all Adobe. Um, Adobe Premiere. I, I used Avid all through college and was really mm-hmm. good on Avid. Same. And then going, the stars were Avid based when I got there um and then i started my second season i got put on the road traveling had to be able to do everything on a laptop quick and that's why i made the adobe switch because it avid just wasn't wieldy for the quick turnaround yeah Um, avid's a little clunky it is it's perfect for like an edit room like we had at the stars where you have a lot of people working on the same projects and you have to be collaborative adobe is perfect for like the one-man band setup and but And that's how it was a couple years ago now everybody's going to premiere and it makes sense
1: yeah yeah there's a reason it's called premiere because it is in fact
4: premiere
3: um
1: (laughs) thank you thank you uh dad jokes um so to the last couple questions i have uh this is something that we've been asking pretty much everyone that we've had on the show for quite some time now Uh, and i think it's funny because you are the first person that i think we're going to ask this that's actually on the opposite side of the camera uh so you are getting a movie made about yourself so who plays jeff totes in the movie about jeff totes you i'm putting you now on the other side of the camera being Uh filmed so who is the actor that plays jeff totes
4: Ooh, that's that's really tough um i want to say joseph gordon levitt
2: jgl big fan
4: of his Um, tremendously versatile actor and so i'm gonna go with that huge fan of his that's a that's a good answer we've been getting nice. some good answers on this I, so i'm that's a tough one it's like you either want to go the fully egotistical route and overestimate <laughs> and be like oh well dicaprio obviously yeah he yeah, uh, says he's gonna direct it
1: yeah we uh we had one of the american players on and he was very humble about it he was like uh, Zach Galifianakis for sure. Oh, that's, and we were, <laughs> that's the humility answer the other way. And, but that's the thing great. is the thing is it was a perfect fit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, though. Uh, so this is this is the end all be all question for us because obviously you went to
4: AM, you're Texas. What's your go to order at Waterburger? Ooh, that's wow, fun. That's very timely. I, <laughs> I, I didn't get Whataburger tonight, but I got a Skyrocket Burger in Deep Ellum, and I got. I got double patties, American cheese, pickles, grilled onions, and spicy mayo, and it was perfect. It was literally one of the best burgers I've had, and I was starving. But like, I was just like, I was like, lock in this combination. You found it. Like, it it was. (laughs) um, What was was the burger again? Skyrocket. uh, It's called Skyrocket Burger. It's on Hall Street in Deep Ellum. I just live a few blocks away, and I walked up there, and yeah, double patties, American cheese, pickles, grilled onions, and spicy mayo, and it was. The ratio of everything was so perfect flavor it's was so impeccable bad. so yeah whataburger would be something real close to that something like just pickles onions cheese um, that sounds
1: kind of like patrick's order a little bit i was gonna say it's very
3: Man, whataburger needs to invest in some spicy mayo though that was i'd, f- I'd fuck with that for sure it was crazy they also need,
1: they also need to invest in us
2: um, or not or just not to us, or just or just not to us. like they could just <laughs> yeah they, either they, they could just five. give us a letter that says hey you guys, doing. <laughs> you
1: guys are doing great. Just maybe invest in you
4: by ignoring you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, boys, Implicit I don't approval. have any.
1: I don't have anything else for Totes. Uh, we've just got the the Razorism of the week, who Totes is very familiar with, so I'm sure he'll cringe to hear the voice once again. <laughs> My guy. Um, but yeah, if you uh, Patrick, if you want to kick it over to the uh, Razorism of the week, we can wrap this one up.
3: Let's get it.
4: Another, peak, another angle from the jumbotron camera, which is right on the icing line. And it'll tell you the same thing, that, that the bus oh, over there. Oh, yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah, right there you the go. And then that, trampolined out of there. That one right there tells that you does that is. tell you that it's in. That's it right there. Not as white balanced as we'd like, but yeah. we'll just take the, the grainy video. And if they have that in Toronto. They do now. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't think they have the direct feed. <laughs> you're welcome, Tyler.
1: <laughs> His giggle—I I mean, he's like a child when he giggles, and I love it.
4: Is that New Year's Eve, twenty sixteen? I think you know. I think you're I guess right. Nashville Predators.
1: Yep. 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 Wow. Jeff was, Tops, everybody. Wow. I was in the
4: I was in the truck for that game running replay, and so then they're like, shoot the jumbotron because that was a jumbotron camera. They didn't have it that in the Fox Sports truck. And so they were like on headset with the Jumbotron room to run that replay. And they got a camera to shoot the Jumbotron. And that's how they got that angle. It was, cra- it was crazy. It was crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. That pretty, also, that, that's wow. the
1: most unique Razorism of the week I think we've ever had. It <laughs> sure is. Oh, I, I, love,
2: I like the recap there. Yeah. That the, was – uh,
1: Who's it? Who is it, uh, the, the head coach for the now Los Angeles Rams? Is it Sean Payton? Not Payton. Sean McVay. Uh, McVay. Sean McVay. That was a, sh- that was a Sean- very Sean McVay of you. you just kind of <laughs> be like, oh, that was uh, this year, this day, this <laughs> – oh, yeah. That's the buzz Sturm
4: like, Super Bowl trick. Yeah. Nah, it was such a unique, like, hectic, I don't know, production moment that's, like, very memorable. And so that's funny.
1: That's awesome. Well, Totes, we can't thank you enough for the time. Uh, the NBA Finals Game 6 – Go Bucks! Giggum whoop uh, is Woo. about to start. We always do a sign off at the end of the show. This is the last time I put you on the spot. I promise. So, if you had a sign off, I don't know if you had a specific one for Rinky Dinking that you did, but if you have a sign off, uh, what is it? And and we'll hit we'll hit it from there.
4: It's uh, thanks and Giggum. There it is.
1: That's, That's short is and cool.
4: sweet. The Aggie exclusive.
1: <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> let them know. Let them know how they can stay. Stay sassy always. And Jason, freak him out a little bit. And for
2: those who don't know, you got to stay moist. There it is. (laughs) And last
1: but certainly not least, for whatever reason, no matter what or how much anyone pays you, do not, for any circumstances, forget your Kermit Tattoos.